Welcome, everybody. This is Paul with the Discover It podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about overcoming self-pity. Jody's going to be doing the uh, presentation. Go ahead and take the mic, buddy. Sounds good. Like Paul said, we're going to talk about overcoming self-pity. A lot of times in life, you know, we go through some different pains, some different sorrows, things like that, and having sadness over those is kind of a normal and healthy emotion. But when we get caught up in it and we dwell on it and we relive it over and over and over, that's going to be self-destructive. So it's not really going to be positive in our everyday life. So first steps are really to, you know, identify and confront that that's what we're doing. You may have heard a lot of people or yourself where you just tend to think that maybe your problems are worse than everybody else's or you just have bad luck, or you don't have any good luck at all. Um, You'll hear people say, you know, I I can never catch a break. It seems like all my problems are just piling up faster than I can get rid of them. Or they just don't think anybody's going to understand their problems. And a lot of times people, they'll isolate. They'll, you know, just stop doing the normal activities they would do. They'll stop their, any social engagements they have, maybe sit at home, play games, watch TV, and just kind of wallow in their self-pity. And sometimes they will be like, when they're talking with other people, they'll only talk about what went wrong throughout the day. They never want to talk about the positive things. Or they'll think that maybe life's just not fair. Or they won't be grateful for anything anymore. And they just unhappy. Uh, They'll look on social media or something and see Facebook or Instagram and just think like, man, everybody's life is so much easier than mine. Or they'll think that maybe the whole world's out to get them. There's some conspiracy against them. Or maybe they think they have this family curse where nothing can ever go right. And this self-pity, you know, can consume you till eventually just like all of your thoughts and all your behaviors and everything just kind of revolves around that one instant. And, um, you know, we, we can't always change all the circumstances in our life, but we can change our attitudes and how we feel about them. And being in this self-pity, you know, it's going to be so destructive. And we, we may think, like, well, why do we even do that in the first place? A lot of times it's just, it's kind of a way of um, kind of avoiding what we have to face, kind of making it easier, sometimes it's easier just not to take responsibility, not to really confront or um, worry about those problems. And when we throw this little pity party or we feel sorry for ourselves, sometimes that will kind of buy us some time. Sometimes we'll feel like by talking about this or um, sharing our feelings that maybe we can get some attention. A lot of times people tend to, want to feel sorry for somebody, or maybe they'll just say something kind of positive trying to be nice. And, you know, unfortunately, misery always loves company. So there's going to be those people that are also wallowing in their self-pity, and it'll just kind of keep perpetuating your own self-pity, and you'll have these self-pity parties together, you know. There's a lot of different problems that can come from this self-pity and throwing these pity parties. They're really, they're just a waste of time. They're, 
feeling sorry for yourself isn't going to move you closer to a solution. Um, it's actually going to kind of hold you back. And it's just going to keep leading to more and more negative emotions. It can lead to anger or resentment, loneliness, um, other different feelings that are just going to continue to feed these negative thoughts and that internal thoughts. And we did a, a podcast a while back on resentment, and that will help for that. And, you know, Paul always says the things that we think about can kind of be this self-fulfilling prophecy where when you feel sorry for yourself, it's not very – it's unlikely that you're going to really perform at your best. So if you think that I always have bad luck, you're going to expect bad luck. Or if you think, like, nothing ever goes right or I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop, all these different things – you're going to kind of be programming your mind. You're going to be putting them in your mind, and you're going to expect them to happen. And you may even subconsciously do things that fill out that prophecy and, and make those come true. Self-pity just kind of – it really gets in the way of, like, the grieving process. Um, like, if, if you're in this self-pity over the loss of a loved one, um, there's going to be kind of a grieving process and some different emotions that are going to happen – and when you get caught up in this self-pity, it's, it's really preventing you from, I guess, kind of accepting the situation and moving on. And it's just kind of, like I said, it holds you back. And when you're feeling sorry for yourself, you're really going to miss out on a lot of the positive things in life. You're just going to feel like you're never really grateful for anything. You're never really happy and things like that. And you're just going to kind of, feel stuck in that victim mentality mode. And, you know, if you ever talked with people like that or where they're always complaining about stuff like that, they're not really like the greatest people to always be around. And if that's you, then you're just, you're going to tend to kind of push friends away and you kind of, kind of ruin relationships because you're just going to be that, that negative Nancy, so to speak, where everybody knows like when they come to talk to you that all you're going to do is complain about something. So in order to like, stop feeling sorry for yourself, we've got to be proactive. Um, we've got to kind of change some of those behaviors and kind of stop indulging on those little pity party thoughts and things like that. One of the easy ways to kind of move out of that is to kind of exchange that self-pity with something we're grateful for. Maybe find some positive people that can kind of help change that behavior because when you're feeling sorry for yourself, it's kind of hard to think about, you know, positive things. Uh, maybe uh, spend the day trying to do something positive. Uh, maybe go meet new people, uh, try new places, experience new things. It's really hard to feel sorry for yourself when you're, when you're doing something that you really like to do. Or if you're traveling and you see some, or you go to the Grand Canyon, it's kind of hard to feel sorry for yourself while you're, uh, you know, looking at the Grand Canyon. Um, there are people that get so caught up that they'll, they can find a way, but those are some ways that will kind of help you get out of that. And we've got to remember that, you know, how we choose to spend our day is really going to be what changes our mindset. You know, it's, it's kind of about making this conscious choice of kind of looking at the, the good things in life, the things that we have instead of the things that we don't have. And you're going to notice that once we start to make this conscious effort and we're aware to do this, um, that we're going to start to overcome 
you know, those types of feelings. So there's some other positive and proactive things that we can do is we could um, maybe volunteer. Uh, you could either help your neighbor out or do something that's uh, beneficial to the community. You could go help out at a soup kitchen for a day. Um, if you've ever helped somebody out, um, like if you're just feeling sorry for yourself and all of a sudden someone needs some help, you're like, sure, I can come help you, and you start helping them, you'll realize that you just kind of completely forget about what you were kind of wallowing in at the time. Um, there's other things you could do, like random acts of kindness. You could help out, like help out your neighbor, help out someone that, that needs some extra help, help someone on the side of the road if you're capable of doing that. Um, maybe help out at an animal shelter or things like that. <clears throat> something, something that just brings meaning to your day to kind of help you get out of that feeling. Um, another thing that's helpful is doing some sort of physical or mental activity. Maybe reading a book or taking a class. Uh, learn some new hobby that kind of requires your focus and attention to kind of draw you away and start some new habits instead of doing those same self-pity habits. And the real key to kind of changing your feelings is to kind of find a behavior that really gets rid of that feeling of feeling self-pity. So there's a lot of things you can do that I mentioned and that some will work and some won't. So it's really going to be kind of like a trial and error um, practice. So the key is to really take some action and to change your uh, perspective. And, you know, our perspective isn't always the reality, and sometimes it's just how we're viewing a situation. Uh, like two people could get into a car accident, and one person will get out and be so upset that his car got damaged and things like that and just be like, this always happens to be me, and I'm always miserable, and I can't believe I'm going to be late. And the other person can get out of their car and be like, oh, I'm so happy that nobody got hurt. It's like, I'm always so lucky. So the same two people experience the same situation, but one person took it as a negative and the other one took it as a positive, kind of that glass half empty and glass half full type of thing, you know. And another thing you could do is maybe in your situation you could think about it in, well, what if I had a real close friend or something that was going through the same situation? What are some different things that I would tell them, you know, like, Maybe you'd be like, you know, you'll figure it out. You'll know what to do. Um, you can get through this, you know, things like that, and then tell yourself those things. Kind of give yourself this little pep talk, so to speak. And, you know, I, I mentioned how a lot of times our per perception of the situation isn't always the reality. So sometimes we just need to look at the facts. We need to look at some different evidence of, you know, what's really happening. Because a lot of times these type of feelings, they, they kind of come from like a lack of confidence. Maybe we feel like we can't do it. So maybe remind yourself of some times in the past where you went through maybe a similar situation and you're over to come, overcome it, get through it, things like that. Remind yourself of some of the skills that you have, some of the support systems, different things that you are capable of doing to kind of boost your confidence and be able to kind of help you get through this situation, and that will help kind of get rid of some of that self-pity. Remember that our thoughts are really going to lead to our feelings. So if you're having good thoughts, you're going to have good feelings. If you're always having bad thoughts, you're going to have bad feelings. 
So we need to kind of step in and stop that internal thought that's given us those bad feelings. And the key to that is just being aware. Focus on positive things and things like that. And catch yourself when you have these negative thoughts uh, before they start to spiral out of control and you start to go back into that uh, pity party type of thing. Sometimes when you're stuck in that rut for a while, a good thing to do is make a gratitude list or keep a gratitude journal where every day you'll write down like one thing that you're grateful for. And sometimes it starts off kind of easy where you can write down a lot of simple things that a lot of people that a lot of people normally think of. Um, but after a while, you'll have to start to think a little bit more, and you'll start to come up with things that you've never really thought that you were grateful for, you know, all those little things that we just kind of take for granted. Whenever that self-pity starts to creep back in, you know, we, we have that saying, you know, stop, drop, and roll, where we'll just kind of remember that we need to be aware and stop that way of thinking. Um, another thing that helps out is, when you're looking through your gratitude list is to be able to tell other people what you're grateful for. Be able to share your experiences and maybe ask them what they're grateful for. And that'll kind of help build your list. Once you start to get out of these things and you start to change these behaviors and these habits, after a while you're going to notice a bunch of really good benefits out of it. You're going you're to stop getting sick as often. You're going to feel healthier. You're going to have a stronger immune system. Uh, you're going to realize that you're not worrying as much, so you're sleeping better, and you're just going to have, like, overall positive emotions. Just be smiling throughout the day. You'll notice if you work with a bunch of other people, um, you'll have those people that are always there. They're like, oh, I'm so tired. Oh, I hate my job, and things like that. And they're, they're always grumpy, and they're always miserable. And then you'll have people that are like, man, I can't believe I get paid to do this. And they're always happy, and they're always smiling. They're, they're working kind of the same job, but they just have a different mentality on how they're looking at it. And some are just wallowing in their self-pity, and others are being grateful for what they have. When you're a happier person, you're going to notice that your friends and the people that you hang out with are going to be happier. You're going to tend to attract happier people and draw them into your life, like Paul says. And with all that, it's just going to continue, like I said, if you draw those negative people into your life, it's just going to fuel that negative self-pity. And then when you start drawing positive people in, it's going to fuel that positive emotion and, and help get you out of that. Thanks, Paul. Thank you uh, very much, Jody. Appreciate the uh, presentation. I can definitely relate to uh, overcoming self-pity. I think we all, at one time in our life or another, have uh, a problem with uh, that particular uh, situation in life. Uh, thanks so, again. Hey, Ray, in the past 10 years, have, in your journey of self-discovery, how have you uh, overcome self-pity? Uh, I don't know. I, I have and I haven't. So lately I've been putting a lot of thought to that and I, I realize that those things are they may be they can be a little bit more complex than that I mean from my experience having gone through it I've used some of those techniques uh, in moments I've overcome some self-pity 
and in other moments, it's like the self-pity has resisted all attempts at overcoming it. And uh, I I really wonder to what degree some of that stuff is or how it can be looked at, you know, as if it's uh, do these things and you overcome self-pity or do these things and you'll overcome it for a period of time or, or continue to do those things. But uh, whether or not over time you become more resistant to those same exercises, you know, is it a something that can be overcome completely or if you're just you continue to try different methods, and at sometimes so at some point you just don't you don't win that fight, and other times you do. And another curiosity of mine is if some of these things really come to us in waves, and then we take a little bit more credit for it than than we're than than what's really due. You know, I noticed uh, I had an example. I was talking to a friend earlier. You know, I noticed people do it in other areas of life. They take something, it's easy to take something that has come to you naturally or has come to you easily or even if it's come to you, you know, as a result of a lot of work and diligence, either way, it's, it's easy to say, why doesn't everybody see this? Why doesn't everybody just understand this is all you got to do? But not realize that, uh, they're not even totally responsible for how they wound up in that, that spot. You know, like if the wind blows a leaf your way, you know, you're not, you're responsible for being in that spot, but you wasn't responsible for the leaf blowing your, your direction, you know. And I've heard emotions explained as, as a flow, things that move through us and energy that tends to come to us in waves. We don't, we don't, we're not entirely in control of what emotions we feel. We're in control of how we deal with them. But sometimes that can be extremely difficult whenever you're facing certain certain challenges. And so to the person who's not facing that particular challenge, it's a lot easier to see or deal with, you know, or explain. But when you are facing that challenge, it sometimes is a whole other story. So I don't know. I mean, I can't really speak a lot of insight. I, a lot of what Joey said helped you know, me, but coming from the standpoint of having tried a lot of those things and then still find myself struggling, I don't know, you know, I I really don't know the answer other than keep trying and hopefully it works, you know. Appreciate it very much, Ray. Thanks a lot for the uh, input. Uh, Jody, let me ask you uh, one thing. In the past four years since you've been with us, is there any one thing about self-pity that you can relate to? Um, I think for the most part, a lot of the things in here, maybe like what Ray said, were kind of like, I don't know if they came natural or if maybe it was just easier, but like I used to always think that I'm always lucky, like things always seem to work out. be like, what are the odds of that working out, you know? So, but other times that things didn't work out, I think one of the biggest things, like I talked about, was, you know, looking at the facts, looking at the evidence, like, is this 
is this really true and is this really as bad as I'm thinking it, it is? Usually people are looking for evidence to prove the negative right. And if you talk to enough people or you look at enough situations, you'll be able to come up with, you know, similar situations of other maybe unlucky people or people that were wallowing in the self-pity or how it didn't work out for them because they didn't do the things necessary to really change their attitude and their thinking. But I think for me, a lot of times I would look at it in um, the opposite manner, trying to find a way that, you know, it's not as bad as it really is. Because, you know, I guess I've been exposed to a lot of things where most of the bad things or the really bad things that happened already and were over with in your past, when you look back at them, suddenly you can maybe even barely remember them or they just weren't as bad as we thought they were going to be. So most of that mental self-pity really comes from us creating this negative future and creating this negative outcome of something that may or may not have even happened yet. So I guess I just kind of felt like that one one sentence where I said, you know, it's, it's really just a waste of time. You're really just, you're not being productive and it's not helping. And I think maybe I've been around enough people where, you know, they've they've helped me not, I guess, stay in that negative self-pity. Um, I had one friend, you know, I was, I don't remember exactly what I was maybe complaining about or um, talking about, but he's like, listen, I'm not going to co-sign your pity party. Like, um, you know, this is all just kind of negative self-talk. None of this is helpful. And, you know, I'm I'm not going to support you having this attitude. So either go find somebody else to talk to about this or whatever, you know, change your attitude. So I think, that that's helped and then gratitude lists i'm not the greatest at gratitude lists um but there's times where i got to remind myself to go through like a a gratitude mindset i had a gratitude journal but i never wrote in it (laughs) so it's definitely one of those things i said i wanted to do more of because it does help but when i'm getting stuck in there i know to think about things that i'm grateful for over things that i'm complaining about Thanks, Paul. Thank you, uh, Jody, for the input in the presentation tonight. Um, I can really relate to self-pity, especially in my, uh, y- you know, young, young age, uh, a couple years back. But uh, it definitely, self-pity can definitely handicap you and paralyze you if you focus on it. And that's why it's great to be on a journey of self-discovery where you can overcome self-pity and shame and guilt and many of the other things that it uses to, you know, handicap and paralyze paralyze us in life. Appreciate the uh, presentation and the input today. I want to give the phone number out for next week at 7.30 on Thursday, 518-992-1000. One zero three five access code six five five one four five. Get your friends, your enemies, and everyone you run into 
tell them about next Thursday night. You'll all be real. Bye-bye.